Hello and welcome back. This is episode three of <laughs> Jeff Berwick's books on the, the demolition of the Western civilization. So the corporate media latches on to a particular story involving a country that is experiencing major hardship, usually in the form of bombs raining down on their country, targeted killings of political members, chemical attacks against civilians, drinking water and food shortages, and a rogue terrorist group responsible for all the carnage. The aftermath is shown across televisions in the Western world with the blame placed directly on the terrorist group. And the push towards a humanitarian intervention begins. What is not mentioned to the viewer is that the terrorist group responsible for these events is 100% funded by the West. Usually the CIA, which by the way is controlling YouTube, if you were wondering, and Google, in order to stir up trouble and provide them with the pretext for getting involved in a country that does not want them. Order out of chaos, that is the strategy. They create a problem, then step up to offer the solution to the problem that they just created. That is the truth about the foreign policy decisions made by the American empire. They intend to get involved in every situation happening on earth so that they can manipulate it in a way that benefits them, all the while pretending that they are there to save the day. The problem that the American empire now has is that the world is out about who they really are and what they're actually up to. Yeah, the word is out. <laughs> they cannot sneak up on anybody any longer and they have been running the same play for so long that countries know what to expect, has evidenced with what happened or more accurate, accurately what did not happen in the Syrian province of Idlib in the fall of 2018, once the word of an impending false flag attack was leaked by Putin in advance in order to disrupt the event. Neocon psychopath and former United Nations representative Nikki Haley was in charge of the setup for the event during her fake outbursts at UN when she told the delegation that the world has seen a clear military escalation from Assad and his allies whose militaries have conducted over a hundred airstrikes in the Syrian province of Idlib. If Assad, Russia and Iran continue down the path they are on, the consequences will be dire. I also want to reiterate what I said last week to the Assad regime and anyone else contemplating the use of chemical weapons in Syria. The United States followed through when we said that we would respond to the use of chemical weapons. The Russian government said that there was going to be footage of the white helmets, a fully financed arm of Western intelligence agencies, treating supposed victims of a staged chemical weapon attack by Damas, by Damascus, sorry, against their own people. Video footage meant to prove that the Syrian government had conducted a chemical weapon attack in Idlib, 
would be provided to global news outlets. Multiple Middle East TV channels and even a U.S. news channel had been sent to Jisr al Skur. Sorry, I totally screwed it up. Shugur to produce the footage needed for the staged event, according to the Russian Center for Syrian Reconciliation. It stated that the intelligence came from local residents of Jisr al Shugur. Russia had repeatedly warned that another false flag chemical weapon attack was being prepared in Idlib with the hope of giving the American empire the justification to attack the Syrian government, which is what they were desperate for. American officials had threatened Assad with retaliation if he used chemical weapons in Idlib and even pre emptively assigned the blame for any such attack to him, which made it pretty obvious that they were planning to use a false flag attack and blame it on Assad. What they did not want was for a country like Russia to announce their plans in advance, thus removing the element of surprise and creating a difficult explanation for an event that would unfold exactly as Russia said it would. They kind of, you know, pooped themselves, right? With their trick exposed and the globalists caught completely off guard, the staged chemical attack did not happen, thanks to Russia. Of course, that was not something that the American people would ever hear about on their nightly news, and nobody ever gets credit for a non-event, but Russia threw a big red monkey wrench in the American war machine and probably saved Syria from a full-blown invasion by the West. The push for wars in Syria and Iran fulfills multiple agendas. The neocon globalists that are loyal to Israel are determined to redraw the map in the Middle East on behalf of their partners in Tel Aviv. They want the oil that is under the ground and they want the people destroyed that are above ground. A destabilized Middle East is what Israel is focused on bringing about because it allows them to control the region, an impressive feat for such a small nation. This is part of the Yinon plan for a greater Israel. These wars are extremely profitable for the arms manufacturers that sell their products to the military. Duh, right? These companies cannot sell new products until the ones they sold last year get used. So they will always push for more wars as a business model. So now you are starting to understand why, people. Any war will do, but preferably the ones that last a very long time and turn into quagmires like Vietnam, Afghanistan, and Iraq. So vets all over the world, are you starting to get really pissed off for all the lies they told you, for all the bad shit they made you do under false pretenses? Huh? And you were all out there thinking you were doing your job, well, a lot of you, not all of you, but a lot of you. And then when you got your PTSD and they didn't really help you, and they tossed you aside, 
You must be pretty angry. So what are you waiting to rise up with us people and take our world back? We want peace. We want real peace and we want real freedom for the sovereigns of the world. Enough with all of this. And this is my two cents for this episode, by the way. Smoke screen of chaos. Another reason for these wars is that they are a form of destruction for the American people. One would think that after 19 plus years of wars in the Middle East, the last thing the American people would want is another war, but the media sees things much differently. The fear-mongering brainwashing media. If the topic of conversation can be steered towards discussing the finer points of dropping bombs on people, then there is less time on the nightly news to expose the very real economic issues caused by the debasing of the dollar and the whereabouts of the money that has disappeared down the governmental rat holes. The corporate media have been playing the demonization card with Iran for years, but Syria has been the immediate focus. They are pushing for wars every single day, and the reason for this is because they are the mouthpiece for the CIA, and they want chaos all over the planet, just so they can provide a miracle solution. And so YouTube and all these platforms that are run by the CIA, that's why they are blocking all truthers and that's why only shields become big on these platforms. And that's how you know you're dealing with the shield. So those who got the gold YouTube words, you know for sure they are shields. The push towards escalating the war in Syria and instigating a war with Iran is not some haphazard endeavor that sprung up from nowhere. It has been planned for years and is right on schedule. Think that sounds a bit fanciful? Remember that General Wesley Clark said to Amy Goodman on Democracy Now! This is a memo that describes how we are going to take out seven countries in five years, starting with Iraq and then Syria, Lebanon, Libya, Somalia, Sudan, and finishing off Iran. This is not an accident. This is not a reaction to an event. It is the intention of those in control. And if people actually stop to listen to what these maniacs are telling the people, they will understand the plan. General Wesley Clark knows what the plan is and he has told the world. If the world chooses to pretend that he is a cook and dismisses claims, then it is up to the rest of the people that are awake to sound the alarm bells about what is coming. And I keep telling you guys, tap on your karate chop point, because they can never lie to you and succeed in it when you tap on your karate chop point. Because when you tap on your karate chop point, you're effectively grounding yourselves, and it works on everybody just like breathing works on everybody, there are things that work on everybody. And the only people EFT techniques don't work on are those who don't use them. 
so use them. A war with Iran would be catastrophic for both sides and it would have the added implication of drawing Russia into the fight just the way they wanted. So what started the mess in the Middle East that got the American empire involved in the first place? Let's see if you know that. The tale of 9-11 is a story so outrageous and scary that nobody in their right mind could ever make it up. So it must be true. Something is so harmful to the nation that anyone who denies its truth puts the very country at risk through their lack of patriotism and willingness to expose the country to the potential division of the public. This is how they always divide and conquer, by the way. Put fear into everyone, and then you'll go into flight or fight. And when you're triggered in flight or fight, you're in survival mode. Nobody's nice there, and nobody thinks clearly from that point of view. So if you tap on your karate chop point, problem solved. One simple move, it costs you nothing. And by the way, you can support me on Anchor, because unfortunately I'm not in the States. But you can always donate to my PayPal account. You can go on Soulmate Healing. You can easily find me and you can just donate directly to my PayPal or you can become a patron or you can become one of my Twitch subs. And that's plenty of support for me. So thank you for anyone who does support me because I am one of those people who is not a trust fund baby. And unlike Jeff Berwick, I have never been good at making money because I was set up for failure from childhood and I'm still learning. However, I'm not stupid and I'm not a big spender. So... Just so you know, I invest most of my money in my streams and I haven't really made much money back yet. So, But the government has given me some money because of the hoax of 2020. So that's how I've been able to survive so far. But the money is finishing now and the help is not coming anymore, of course, because they gave free money to all the corporations. But for us people, they make us go through crazy loops, right? And I can't work because I get panic attacks from people wearing masks. So I've been self-isolating for that reason for a long time now. So thank you, people who don't give a shit about people like me. The first big lie, the official story of 9-11 that the corporate media sold to the public was a conspiracy theory, to borrow an overused term of theirs. The United States government and their lackeys in the corporate media put forth a version of the events of September 11, 2001 that are laughable, disjointed, and totally impossible. Scientifically impossible, criminally impossible, physically impossible as well. Some might not understand what 9-11 has to do with the final collapse of the American empire or how something that happened two decades earlier was used to lay the foundation for the destruction of the country? Hmm. It was more about what came as a direct result of 9-11 in the way of federal regulations and laws that were enacted after that event happened. And understanding that the events surrounding 9-11 were actually false flag events is paramount to uncovering why it happened. The reason why 9-11 had to happen has seen through the eyes of the globalist cabal running the world, cabal, sorry, 
was the, to use the event as the pretext to unveil a control grid and reduction of personal rights that Orwell would be shocked by while also creating the cover story to justify launching the war on terror. Let me laugh a little on that. In order to destroy the powerful countries that challenged the project for a new American century's vision for the Middle East. The story of Muslim hijackers was a lie designed to give America a reason to get involved in a military conflict that would destroy the Middle East, make the arms companies richer than they already were, control the oil in Iraq, and prevent Saddam Hussein from selling it from anything other than the dollar, allow the CIA to control the 15 trillion in minerals, and set up their opium-growing and distribution operation in Afghanistan to fund their black projects, make sure none of the regional countries were allowed to challenge Israel's control of the region, allow trillions of dollars to be diverted into the intelligence agencies, replace foreign leaders with ones of PNACs, choosing, remove a couple of million Muslims from the planet, create a culture of fear within America, and drain the wealth from the United States in order to weaken the country so that it can be brought down later. Wow, eh? What a mouthful. So, the fake story of 9-11 also had another unintended consequence. It galvanized a nation under one flag. It made questioning the official story tantamount to treason, and it normalized blatant racism against Muslims. Has the new reality in a post-9-11 America. And I can attest to this that many Catholics are convinced that Muslims are evil. And hey, I was duped by some of this shit myself. So, you know, everybody has been duped to a level. If you're not admitting this to yourself, I'm sorry, you're not really awakened, okay? The lie has been that big. So we have to seek together the people, us the people. In order for the official story to be true, the laws of physics would have had to have been suspended on that day, especially when reviewing the 9-11 Commission report more accurately, known as the 9-11 Omission Report, which may as well have been written with crayons to reflect the total lack of anything resembling science, truth, or seriousness. Those that have taken a deeper look found that controlled demolition of Building 7 to be an insurmountable hurdle that defies logic, explanation, and science, not to mention the fact that the American corporate media never acknowledged the building even fell. The BBC did actually report that it collapsed, however. They did so 26 minutes before it actually happened making them either psychics, liars, or collaborators. And I really doubt they're psychics. <laughs> the media, with a straight face, told the world a story about a hijacker's magical paper passport 
that somehow flew out of an exploding airplane through the giant fireball around a pulverized building, then somehow landed safely blocks away at the foot of an FBI agent who was able to realize that it was from Satam Muhammad Abdel Rahman al Sukami, one of the hijackers of American Flight 11. I love how all the numbers too, if you follow Gematra Facts News, Zach Hubbard, you know, and the other guy who also does that. Guys, open your eyes, seriously. The media spoke of how Mohammed Atta, the mastermind of the operation, left his suicide note and confession letter inside his luggage that he checked into the very plane that he intended to crash into the World Trade Center an hour later. But coincidentally, that one piece of luggage was lost by United Airlines and found by, wait for it, drumroll, an FBI agent that opened the suitcase, found the confession letter plus a fake prayer and solved the case in less than an afternoon. Wow, that's genius. He must have been going to Harvard or one of those high-level schools. I mean, we all know those who frequent those schools must be more intelligent <laughs> or, or more easily manipulated because their ego is that big, <laughs> whichever one you want. <laughs> but if someone questions the official story of 9-11, that makes them a conspiracy theorist? Really? Stop it. Just stop it. Most people are not aware that these things actually happened on 9-11 or in the aftermath of the event, but they most certainly did. Those unaware of the scope of the crimes that were committed on that day in 2001 or that only sought their information about 9-11 from the corporate media might initially find the following disturbing, disrespectful to the victims blasphemous, crazy, inaccurate, or maybe even treasonous. None of those terms makes this list any less true, and the understanding of what happened on that day is fundamental to comprehend what those that perpetrated 9-11, and we are not talking about 19 Arabs with box cutters, have planned to finish the job that they, were, they, they started and that is to finally destroy America. This is not meant to be a complete list, just a collection of interesting facts that went unreported or underreported pertaining to the events of that day. Three buildings fell on 9-11, not two. Larry Silverstein bought the leases for the complex for 111 million just weeks before the event and specifically insured the buildings against terrorist events. Though he had been running the half-empty buildings that were filled with asbestos for decades. Silverstein, who admits that he speaks on the phone to Israeli Prime Minister Netanyahu, every Sunday, cashed out $4.55 from his insurance settlement. 
Benjamin Netanyahu wrote a book in 1995 in which he predicted that the World Trade Center would be brought down by militant Islam. Silverstein admitted on PBS documentary that he gave the order to pull it, then watched as WTC7 came down at free fall speed at 5.25 p.m. on the afternoon of September 11th, 2001. Really, Larry Silverstein and his family members skipped their normal daily routine of having breakfast at Windows on the World on the 107th floor of the World Trade Center or WTC Tower 1 because of a dermatologist appointment. Yeah, right. <laughs> Four men were arrested in New Jersey after police were called on the morning of September 11, 2001 due to their suspicious activities. They were filming the destruction of the Tin Towers from a tripod mounted video camera on the roof of a moving van from a Mossad front company called Urban Moving Systems that had a picture of a plane crashing into two buildings and the men were all dancing in celebration. An FBI alert known as Apollo or Be on the Lookout was sent out at 3.31 p.m. on September 11th, 2001. Do you see also the number 331? It's 33 and 1. They always have those numbers, guys. Jamaat Perfect News, great book. Uh, subscribe to Zach Hubbard, and for a dollar you can get the book. So, just so you know, both his books, it's amazing. Anyway, it read, Vehicle possibly related to New York terrorist attack. White 2000 Chevrolet van with New Jersey registration with Urban Moving Systems, sign on back scene at Liberty State Park, Jersey City, New Jersey, at the time of the first impact of the jetliner into the World Trade Center. Three individuals with vans were seen celebrating after the initial impact and subsequent exploration. FBI Network Fields Office requests that if the van is located, hold for prints and detain individuals. individuals. The van left the scene, but was later stopped near the George Washington Bridge and was packed with explosives. Oh. Later, the FBI researched the offices of Urban Moving Systems and questioned owner Dominic Souter, causing him to flee to Israel before he could be questioned further. Eventually, Suder's name appeared on the May 2002 FBI suspect list, along with the 19 hijackers. The four men, known as the Dancing Israelis, were all Israeli citizens and were deported after two months back to Israel at the direction of Michael Shartov, a dual U.S.-Israeli citizen himself. They were not prosecuted. Well, surprise, surprise. The dancing Israelis went on national television in Israel and admitted they were there to document the event. In June 22, 2001, Urban Moving Systems received a one-time payment of 498750000 
from the Federal Government Assistance Program. Odigo and Israeli Instant Messaging Services said that two of its co-workers, two of its workers, sorry, received messages two hours before the Twin Towers attack on September 11, predicting the attack would happen. The American think tank, the Project for a New American Century, PNAC, published a paper just 12 months before the event, claiming that in order for their proposal to get the type of support they believed they would require, they would need some catastrophic and catalyzing event, like a new Pearl Harbor. Half of the members of the PNAC are dual U.S.-Israeli citizens. There was a hurricane that was churning toward the coast of New York in the three days leading up to the event, but the corporate news forgot to mention that to the citizens. It turned the opposite direction on the morning of September 11th, immediately following the event. Woohoo! So we will continue this episode in the next episode. For now, we're going to wrap up because I think we've blown your mind enough, right? <laughs> and thank you again for following my streams, following my podcast, supporting, and go and buy this book if you like reading. It's totally worth it. If you don't like it, I'm attempting to read it out for you guys in little excerpts, and hopefully just perfect will appreciate it and will tell his friends all over since they haven't done a readout of the book yet. And uh, it's good to get people like me to read it. Second language, reading English. That's right. Anyway, stay safe, keep tapping, and believe we are winning. We already have won. We are winning. The dark side is going down. <laughs>